Okay, let's get started with Parshas Tazria, Tavshinayin Tes. Parshas Tazria, we'll also try to touch on Shabbos or Shchodesh, Shabbos Parshas Achodesh. That is, uh, this week, well, hopefully at the end, um, scheduling. No, next week there won't be a Parsha Shir. I'm not sure there'll be a Haggadah Shir either next week or the following. I'm not exactly sure which one, though, but, uh, there won't be a Shir for Mitzorah. And then, Achremos, uh, here in Eretz Yisrael, we're also gonna miss, cause that's the, uh, the day after, the day after Pesach. In Chutzlaretz, they get a day, uh, they get a, uh, a parsha behind, so the next parsha will be Kedoshim. Kedoshim will be, and then we'll be a Shabbos ahead uh, of our listeners in uh, Chutzlaret, so they'll have the parsha uh, a week ahead. They'll just miss um, Achremos. Okay, so let's get into Parsha's Tazria as we start off Tavshin Ayin Tes, and we start off with the name Tazria. As we haven't had it in a while, but we go back to the Gutnik, the Lubavitcher Rebbe's uh, uh, Thoughts on Chumash, and he discusses the name of the parsha, Parsha Tazria, which is all about childbirth. As we know, Ishakis Tazria Viola Zachar. The parsha starts off talking about the laws of Tumah and Tara for a person, and the name of the parsha is Tazria because a woman becomes Tame uh, when she has a baby. We discussed that in the past, uh, various ideas behind the Tumah of a Yoledes. Seven days for a boy, eight, uh, 14 days for a girl. Good. But as we know, the most quantitative uh, part of the Parsha, largest, is, of course, Saras, the halachas of Saras that uh, take up a large portion, uh, Perak Yud Gimel, Perak Yud Dalad, going into next week's Parsha, Mitzorah. And the question asked the Lavach Rebbe is, how is Tazria a fitting title for the Parsha if Mitzorah is most of the, how, um, takes, place, takes, takes the, the lion's share of the Parsha? Tazria sounds like a wonderful, amazing event. A woman has a baby celebration. And Saras is a disease. And Saras is michutz lamachane moshavo. And it's something that we would rather not have. What is the connection between Saras and why is Tazria a fitting name for the Parsha that deals with Saras? Even Mitzorah. Mitzorah, most of Mitzorah, the first half of Mitzorah is about the Tara of a Mitzorah. And the second half is about other Tumas. Nida and Zava and, uh, and other related issues. But Tazria is the main parsha about Saras, and it's not called Mitzorah, so to speak. We don't call it Mitzorah. Those aren't official names, uh, but we call it that. So, says the Lavacharebi, at first glance on the left side, they seem to be contradictory themes. Saras is, as unple- is an unpleasant condition, which requires total isolation from the Jewish camp. Right? You have to be machaneh. He's compared, right, to one of the four people that are compared to a dead person. Right? A Mitzorah, Chosh of Kemes. So what is the connection between Tazria, the name, and Saras? Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, again, a well-known thought, but he puts it here. A fundamental principle of Jewish philosophy states that onshim given by the Torah and by HaKadosh Baruch Hu are not meant just to be ma'anish, because Hashem wants to punish the person and that's it and that's the end. No, of course the punishment is a means. It's a means to perfect the person. It's a means to teach it's a means to uplift, eventually. To, not intended to harm a person in return for the harm that he caused, but rather the punishment is primarily for the benefit of the transgressor himself. Right, as he quotes from the Sefer Kuzari. Why? Because Yisurin, caused by a punishment, cleanses the soul, allowing it to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, once again, either in this world or the next. So often, the punishment is not apparent to the one who is being punished, or even to others, or to the sufferer himself. The Tsaras sufferer, though, as he says, is clear. As we know, Tsaras in the days of old, when there was Tsaras, it was for a chait. It was a punishment to allow the person to be reborn. To allow a person to reboot his life. That's the purpose of Tsaras as an example of an Onesh. The whole purpose of an Onesh, the whole purpose of any type of challenging situation in life is to give the person the opportunity to, to refocus, to start again. To start again in this new situation that they happen to be in. So Tazria, which is all about birth, Saras, as an example of an Onesh, is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's way of trying to put us in a challenging situation, so to speak, for our benefit, to improve us, to allow us to start again, to have another Leda. And that's why Saras Vidafka is in the Parsha of Tazria. Thus, from the case of Saras sufferer, we understand that in all other cases too, even where it is less apparent, the Torah's punishments, in quotes, are aimed at helping the sufferer correct his ill ways and begin a new life corrected of his former faults. That's why it's Tazria, alluding to conception and birth, to teach us that just like the case of Saras, all punishments of the Torah are intended to help a person have a spiritual rebirth 
in their lives, right? So many situations in life are, are uh, challenging, so to speak, spiritually, socially, emotionally, politically, uh, however one, you know, physically. There's so many challenges that we have. And it's hard, but the Gemara says, Yisurin memarkin avonos of shaladam. And Yisurin are there to help us meet our potential. And therefore, we have to look at each challenge after we get through it and hopefully succeed as we're a new person. We're a new person through that, and that's why in this Parsha, which is about Saras, which is an Onesh, it's called Tazriya. Rebirth, reborn, become new. Okay. And then we continue in the Parsha. Second Pasuk. By Dabar Hashem Moshele after the name, we get into the content. Dabar Bnei Yisrael Lemar. Isha kis hazriya v'yalda zachar, woman has a baby boy, v'tama shevas yamim kimei nidas tevosat tetzmah. Tell me for seven days, just as the days of nida. And we know, the Gemara even says in Meseches nida, why is a woman tame for seven days and not more? Because it's not really so fair. For on the eighth day, by the bris milah, everybody's celebrating and the husband and the wife can't give each other a hug. So the Gemara says, that's why, seven days, eighth day, a woman is Tahora Labaila. That, of course, is on a Daraisa level. Midra uh, we have added on extra Chumras, but that is on a Torah level. That's the, uh, what the Gemara says. But Rashi quotes at the beginning of the Parsha, Rebbe Simloi. Rebbe Simloi has a number of famous comments in Medrash and in Gemara. Here's the Medrash. Amr Rebbe Simloi. Kishem she'itzi raso shal adam. Achar kol behema chayeva opamaisabrashis. Just like Man was created at the end of Mysabracious, right? The last being. After all the trees and the luminaries and the animals, everything. At the end comes Adam and Chava. So just like man was created at the end of creation, so too, the halachos and the explanations of what applies to a human being is also after all the animals. Right? Last week's parsha we had all the halachas of kashrus, tamei tar animals, and in this parsha we have tamei tar people. Right? Who's tamei? Who's tar? The next couple of parshios are about tomantara. So Reb Simlai says, just like we were created last, so too we are explained last. Fine, that's the medrash. That's Rashi. If you look in the Gemara in Masecha Sanhedrin, and it's also in the medrash, you have a source number two. I gave it to you as a quote, line number four. So Lamaisa, why? Why were we created last? Ask the Gemara. Elanomar, as it says, Sartani Imzacha. Right, what does that mean? Back in the behind and in front of Tartani I was formed. Imzacha, if a man is Zoche and he merits Omrim Lo, we say to him, Atakidam to Vaisabracious, you were first. You were first. If we're Zoha, Hashem says we're first. Vimlo, and if we're not Zoha, Omrimlo, Yitush Kadamcha, the mosquito was even in front of you. Shushul Kadamcha. The tiniest little creatures were, came, were created before you. Hainu explains here the Osra Satarash, Yizgoi Ha'adam, the Yasech Hataim. Yomrimlo, Malachalis goes. What do you think? You're so great. Hariabrios Haktanos, Biyoser Kadmos Chabriya. The smallest creations, the flea came in front of us came before us in Mysabrash. Hashem created the flea before he created man. So that's if we're not Zoha. So that's the Gemara. If we're Zoha, we're told, oh, we were created first. If we're not Zoha, we're told, oh, we were created last. Simple question. We were created last. That's the reality. So what does the Gemara mean? If we're Zoha, so then Hashem will tell us, right, you were created first. We were created first. That's a lie. Right, so what is that what does that line of the Gemara mean? That's not true. So what, what's the pshat of the medrash? Explain to Osir's Torah. Amazing. No, we were created first, and we were created last. It just depends on what we focus on in life. Which part of us? If our focus is on spiritual pursuits, our focus is on our neshama, and our guf is secondary, and the Torah and the mitzvahs that we do, that's the main part of my life, 
Right, I say ikar. So then, and physical pleasures are tough. So then we came first. Why? Our neshama was first. Our neshama was earlier, and therefore spiritual items, beings, were all created before the physical world. And therefore, our neshama came first. So if we focus on our neshama, then yes, it's true, we were created first. If we're not zocha, and if we focus on our guf, the gufo, the hanoz, all of us, the esak, all of us, the tafel, so then, biyachas lo gufo, achron lo bria. Vayitosh, vashil shokadmuhu. And Hashem says to us, you know, what came first. So what do we see from here? We decide. We decide what's told to us. Depends what's focused on. Lamanu mikan shaha adam ashalim shemekayim ba'olam es hashlichus shenishlach avura hu nezer habriya. If we're mekayim, we fulfill the shlichus that we were sent for. We're the crown of creation. The chashav yosem mikol abeimas vachayos, and we're more chashav than any animal. But if not, then we're even less because we were created less. Right? We know ultimately we have both. Our guf and neshama are a team. We know that. That's the Gemara. If you remember, that was used to answer up, I think it was, um, uh, Rebbe. I think it was Rebbe. Yeah, Tuninus. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Sadi Aleph. I didn't give it to you. But the Gemara says on Sadi Aleph, I'm an Aleph in Sanhedrin. Amr la Tuninus le Rebbe. Guf unishama, yecholon lifter atzma menadin. The guf and the neshama can each say that they're going to be putter. Menadin, when we have to see in the judgment. Why? Because the guf is going to say, well, ever since the neshama left me, I haven't moved. And the Nishama is going to say, well, ever since the goof left me, I've been flying around, I haven't done anything wrong. So everybody can be putter. What did I do wrong? And Rebbe gives him the mashal about the lame person and the blind. And they were both two watchmen watching the orchard. And they stole by putting the lame on the blind. They gave him directions. And Hashem says, okay, go together and I will judge you. The goof and the Nishama. But if the goof is the ikr, it'll make it easier for us. Because if the guf is the ikr, so then we stand proudly and we rule and come first. Kiva on the bottom now. Kiva shadamu nezer abriyan. Since we are the crown of creation, continues the Osiris Torah. Ein chayes shaletas ala adam. Animals cannot rule over us. Have dominion ela imke nidmelaka behema unless we have some animal essence to us. If we are totally pure, tzaddikim, so then the animals wouldn't have any control over us. If we have perfected ourselves, so then nothing's going to rule over us, even all the all of the animals. And he quotes, turning over, quotes the story of Shemechalafti, even about the animals. Right, the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, when he was going, Shemechalafti was going, Next to a bunch of uh, animals like Kasarayot, the lowest palm he wasn't uh, affected. Elahipotchine, just dive into Hashem, Akfirim, Shoagim, Lataref, Lavakesh, Meelachlam, goes the Pasik from Barchinafshi, Viarlam Basim and Hashemayim, and Basar came down from, from heaven, and they ate it. Barb Shimachalat and Abasar, and there was some left over, and he even came to the base Medrash. Now was this mutter to eat? Asa to eat, is it kosher? Wasn't shechted? Came from Shemayim, they said, no, ain't Basar Tami, you're a Shemayim. There's nothing not kosher that comes from heaven. So it has to be kosher. But what do you see? Because why wasn't he scared of the lions? And he goes to Zilberstein, even says, you know, others say, he didn't say Berchazagomel. He just came to the base Medrash. Because for him, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. For his level, he was, that was what he went through. That's not a Adam Shalem, right? It's, uh, it's a neshama-oriented person. Neshama-oriented person. Remember the story in Brachas, Daflam and Gimel, I think, where the Gemara said about Rabbi Hanina Bedosa, there was an arvad, and an arvad was a dangerous, it was like a cross between a, a toad and a snake. And it was killing people. And they called Rabbi Hanina Bedosa. What did he do? He put his foot on the hole where the arvad was, the arvad came and bit him, and the arvad died. And the Gemara has the amazing line, right, woe to anybody who meets an arvad. And woe to the Arvad who met Rabbi Hanina Bendosa. Right, that's, wasn't his good day. But why is that? Because when a, when a, when a person perfects themselves and they're Kulo Neshama, so then they come before an animal and they're Kodem. 
And that's the focus. And finally, he quotes one other story. He quotes from the Al-Sheikh also. We're not going to read that. But he quotes a story from the Pnei Yeshua. Also about a couple of animals. Yom Echad, in the middle of the page. After early in the morning, he goes early in the morning. He sees that the streets are empty. You know, nowadays, the streets are empty at that time. But in the days of old, when they went to sleep, when it got dark, they were all up when it started getting light. So he saw that it was empty. The streets, the markets were empty. And he hears, why is it all empty? A lion got loose. Right, the Pnei Yeshua did not live in Africa. Right, it wasn't that it was the jungles. Right, a lion got loose from the zoo. Right, he was walking around the city somewhere. And he's scaring everybody. Nobody's going out of their houses. Nobody's going out. What did Bnei Yeshua do? He went to find the lion. He went to find it. And what he did, he turned around and faced the lion. He revealed his tefillin. The Bnei Yeshua ran after it. People obviously were amazed. What's going on here? The Pnei Yeshua is running after the lion. He was, that was the Pnei, literally the Pnei Yehoshua. The face of Yehoshua scared the lion, right? Like the, like the Gemara in Brachas. So why is this? Because the Pnei Yehoshua was a man who focused on the Neshama. And the Neshama comes, focus on the Neshama, then what does the Gemara Sanhedrin say? You're first. You have control. You are rule. You'll uh, rule over. Obviously, he has to rule over. Right? If we have animalistic tendencies to us, then, then we're not ahead. Maybe we're mostly ahead and not all. We try to be as much as we can. But again, generally, we're supposed to rule over the animals. Right? That's how Kodesh Baruch created the world. Right? We know that the, uh, the Sefer Kuzari right, mentions the four levels of being in the world. Domain, the inanimate objects. Someach, the growers, the plants, the flowers, the trees. Chai, animals, midaber. People are on top. People are on top only if we act like people. And we, you know, don't think, don't think otherwise about, about that. Okay. So that's our choice in life, what to focus on. Moving right along, we have the next pasik of Brismila. So we spoke about the name, we spoke about the second Pasik, about Leda, and now we get into So we know Brismila is here, Brismila is also earlier in the Torah, obviously in Parshas, in Sefer Bracious, and let's mention a thought, a fascinating discussion, Achronim, something that we don't usually have in the Parshas here, I don't think we've ever quoted in our years, a tshuva of the pre-Yitzchak in a Parshas here, in source number five, Rav Petterberger, the star student of the Rav Salanter, he also wrote the Koch Or, printed with the Ar Yisrael, from Rav Salanter. So Rav Petterberger had a correspondence with the Beis Halevi. There are a number of stories about the two of them. The Beis Halevi and the pre-Yitzchak. Says the pre-Yitzchak, there's a machlokas, he quotes, I didn't give it to you, the Shuvah of the Beis Halevi inside, I didn't give it to you, because he quotes he quotes the Beis Halevi. Right at the beginning, you see his uh, his titles that he gives the Beis Halevi. They were from different worlds. Right, the pre-Yitzchak and the Beis Halevi. But, they had tremendous. Right, the Beis Halevi. So he says, I got your Sefer, Shuvah's Beis Halevi, Chelek Sheini, and I have some comment about it. There, without getting into too many, too much detail, the Beis HaLevi discusses the Machlokas between the Rambam and the Tur. About Hilchas Mila. If somebody's involved in Bris Mila, and they stopped doing the Bris, and they did the minimal Bris. They did the minimal Bris. They cut, they, they cut off and they did what they had to do for the minimal Bris, but they didn't do it in a Mahudra way. 
What's called, they weren't, they didn't cut the tzitzin she'enan ma'akven hamila, as the Gemara talked about in Mesech HaShabbos. So there's a machlokas between the Torah and the Rambam, whether they go back or not. Whether you go back to finish off and do the mila in a mohodr way. So the Beis HaLevi suggests that what's that machlokas about? Whether uh, the mitzvah continues or not. Hidr mitzvah, says the Beis HaLevi, is only relevant if you're still doing the mitzvah. There's no idea of hidr mitzvah independent from the mitzvah itself. So if the mitzvah is still going on, if bris milah is a continuous mitzvah that continues, so then you can still go back because it's not called you stopped. But if, and that's what the, that's what the uh, he says, that's what the tour holds. But the Rama holds, no, you don't go back. Why? Because the mitzvah's done. The mitzvah's over. You did bris milah, bris milah, bris milah. You're done, so there's no reason to go back because there's no hidr mitzvah separate from the mitzvah. So that's the Beis HaLevi's explanation of that machlokas between the Torah and the Rampa. Says the pre-Yitzchak, I beg to differ. I think I have an explicit Gemara that everybody must hold. Brismila is continuous. Every second of a person's life, they're fulfilling the mitzvah Brismila. Says the pre-Yitzchak, I think I have a raya from a Mephurish Gemara in Meseches Menachos. The Gemara there is discussing the laws of Tfilin and Tzitzis. Right, that's in the middle of the, uh, the Mesechta. And there, in the context of Sitzes, says the Gemara, uh, you can look on line 9 in, in uh, source number 4, Tanar Abanah, Chaviv in Yisrael, Shesiv Abanah, Kadosh Baruch Mitzvos. B'nei Yisrael are beloved to Hashem, Hashem surrounded them with mitzvos. Tfilin Baroshehen, Tfilin Bizrosehem, Tfilin on their heads, Tfilin on their arms, Tzitzes Bibigdehen, Tzitzes on their garments, Umezuzah Lepisrehen, and a mezuzah on their doors. Right, so they have tillins and tzitzes and mezuzah. The Alei and Amar David, and about these mitzvahs, David said, Sheva bayom el alticha kecha. I bless you seven times, I praise you seven times about your mitzvahs. Big discussion in the Rishonim, Rashi and others, what's the seven? How do you add up to seven? Right, how many did tillin count as? Right, and tzitzes and mezuzah. Okay, but either way, but the Gemara continues now. When David used to go take a shower, he got very depressed because he didn't have all these mitzvahs surrounding himself. He didn't want to go a second without doing a mitzvah. He didn't have tefillin. He didn't have mitzvahs. There's no mitzvahs on a bathroom or in a shower. He didn't have tzitzes. Nothing. Look at me. I'm naked without a mitzvah. I'm not only physically naked, I'm spiritually naked. Once he remembered Brismila, Nisyashvadaito. Right? He was calmed down. Ah, oh, I'm not naked of mitzvos. When he went out, says the pre Yitzchak. What does this Gemara say? David Melech was happy that he had Brismila. If Brismila was something that was just done decades ago, and it's over, then what was he happy about? So how can anybody, says the pre-Yitzchak, argue that Brismila does not continue? It must be, it continues. Let's read what he says in source number five. We have to quote in the Beis HaLevi. He quotes on line 19. The mitzvah mila nimshaches laolam. The mitzvah mila continues forever. Vitamid who mekaye mitzvahs b'mashuhunimo. Being circumcised is a continuous mitzvah every second of your life. Dinei v'chulu v'chulu v'chulu. He quotes our Gemara. Ulechora b'men nisyash v'daito. So one second. How was his das nisyashev? Ha ha mitzvahs asay shomila kfar niskaye b'zmana. The mitzvah mila was already done bizman. Vahavikashar mitzvah shakiyim bizman sha'avar. Right? It was, it's like any mitzvah that is finished. Vahadayin achshav hu armbali mitzvahs. Right? And now he's a, a naked for mitzvahs. Ulam. But if you say the mitzvah mila continues, la olam sheinimo, la mitzvah zuimikayim tamid, kemo, tzitzis shemibigdo. You put it on once, but every second is a mitzvah. So then, kishenizkar b'mila shemibsaro, shaper nisyashvadaito. So, it's this Yashiv Daito. Right? That's why. So it must be that there's a mitzvah every second. So the question is, is there a way that the Beis HaLevi can get out of this? Do we have to say every second? Right? Do we have to say that the, the mitzvah of Mila continues? Right? There is somewhat of a humorous story. It's quoted, Rav Zevin quotes it in Ishim Vishitos. 
that somebody once came to Reb Chaim and said to Reb Chaim, he has a whole lumdus about marriage, about kiddushin, that every second of a day, of, every second is a chalos ishus. Every se- new second is a chalos kiddushin. Every single second of a marriage. So Reb Chaim turns to him. Obviously, do not think that you could really say that. Reb Chaim turns to him and says, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. So to say every second is another marriage, and he's saying Mazel Tov every second. But here, again, it's, it's to say that it's a mitzvah every single second, that's a chiddush gadol. But how do you get out of this gemara? So I'll just point out, he doesn't make these points, but just point out two other points. Number one, the Gemara just listed the line beforehand, we read it. Hashem, it's so, we're so beloved to Hashem, we're surrounded by mitzvahs. And what does the, the Gemara say? We have tefillin, we have mezuzah, we have tzitzit. Why did the Gemara say bris milah? If we're talking about always being surrounded by mitzvahs, isn't that the, the, the best? Number one. Number two, we know the Sefer HaChinuch has the six mitzvahs medios. Biralacha quotes at the beginning of Arachayim, Biralacha, only on Arachayim. This is not one of them, Mila. Was well, only because it's not by women? Right? So it's, it's not quoted in the Mitzvah Smith, it's not quoted in this Gemara. Maybe there's another Pshat. It's not that Bris Mila, you're doing a Mitzvah every single second. Right? What would the Beis Levi answer? David, maybe in his Yashva Daito, because he remembered his Bris, not because it's a Mitzvah, but because that's a connection to Akadish Baruch. The fact that he remembered Bismillah does not mean that he's doing the mitzvah of Mila every second, but he remembers the covenant that the Mila created, and that's every second of a man's life. And that what gave, that's what gave him Yishev Adas. One doesn't have to say that it was the mitzvah of Mila itself. But either way, it's a fascinating discussion. Uh, Beis HaLevi, the pre-Yitzchak, about this mitzvah, David HaMelech, Aram Beli Mitzvahs, and uh, we continue. Okay, we have to talk about Saras, and this is what this parish is about. We spoke about it a little bit already, but let's get to Paragud Gimel. Paragud Gimel Pasik Vav. So what happens? The first is talking about Saras on the body, as we know. Different types of white spots. And what does the Pasik say? You put him, you put him, uh, you're, let's say the coin's not sure, so you're maskier him. Right? You close him up for seven days. And what happens? The coin looks at it on day seven. Pasik, hey. And if he sees the nega, has Omad Be'enav, Lopasa Nega Ba'or. It has not spread. The coin puts him away for another seven days. So now, Shani. The coin sees him on day 14, so to speak. Right, the end of the second week. Let's just try to translate the words. What does it sound like? End of the seven days, end of the 14 days. It has not spread. Lofasa Hanega Ba'or. What does the Pazak say? V'tiyaro coin. The coin says it's tohar. Mispachasi, it's a spot. It's just a uh, scab. V'kibetzat begadav v'tohar. So it sounds like reading the Psukim that at the end of the second week, if the spot stays the same, tohar. That's what the Pazak sounds like. Rashi. Rashi. What does Rashi say? Pazak hey. V'eskiro sheinis. Ha im pasa. I'm sorry. Next pasa. Keha. Huka mi mar iso. Rashi is pointing out that I skipped over and didn't focus on the earlier phrase in the Pasuk. I just focused on lofasa hanega ba'or. What about the previous phrase? Keha hanega. It has gotten lighter and weaker. Rashi reads the Pasuk as keha huka mi mar iso. Vihine keha hanega. It has gotten weaker. Ha im amad bimar iso opasa tame. Rashi reads the Pasuk as, if it stays the same, or spreads, then Tameh. So he reads the Pasuk as, Vikeahanega, Vilofasa, it got weaker and didn't spread. Weaker is the, is the key line. Weaker and didn't spread, so Tahar. Meaning, if it stayed the same, so Tameh. That's Rashi. If you look at the Ramban, the Ramban says, that is a good way of reading the Pasuk, but it's against Halacha. It's against Halacha. The Ramban. Rabban in source number six, right? We, we're not familiar all with Hilchas uh, Tumas Saras, but Rabban says who be'emes mashmas akasa. That's what the pasuk sounds like. Avalafi medrash raboseinu enokain shari shaninu the hasgar saomi besov shavuah rishon v'lifter saomi besov shuah shani. At the end of the second week, if it stays the same, tahar. Rashi says if it stays the same, tamhei. So the Rabban just points that out. If you look in the Divrei David, the Taz's commentary on Rashi. Rav Shavel quotes it on the bottom. Source number seven. The Ta says it must be a Ta Sofer in Rashi. Must be a Ta Sofer. The Rashi shouldn't say 
opasa tame, but it should be ufasa tame. Right? Take out the aleph and put the move over the vav. And therefore Rashi can read, if it spreads, it's tame. If it stays the same, it's tahar. So that's, that's fixing Rashi. That's saying toa sofa. We'd rather not say that. Says Ramosha Feinstein, maybe there's another way to understand Rashi. There's another way to understand Rashi. Again, Rashi who says at the end of the second week, if it did not spread, it stayed the same. Is that tahir tahar? Rashi says, tame, we know the Allah is tahar. So how do you figure that out? Says Ramosha Feinstein. Source number eight. Venira. Shemitzad eina mikriyotim edeb shuto mefarish Rashi. Shebe'etzem hu tame, avalotimaso hatorah lamaisa. Inherently, is this a tame spot? Yes. Do we give him the halachas of a mitzorah? No. You might be mechalic between the chefsa and the gavra here, if we say it. The chefsa of the nega, it's a spot that is a tame spot that should make you tame. But the Torah has Rachmanus, so to speak. And the Torah does not say that we have to make him into a mitzorah. So, what's the halacha tahar? Yeah, tahar. He doesn't have halachas of saras. But what does Rashi say? The Pashup shot of the Pasuk is Tameh. Tameh means he should know that it's a Tameh spot. What's going on here? Remember, what is the purpose of saras? Somebody is causing destruction among society in a spiritual manner. Says... Rav Moshe, line 15, 14. There are those that cause others to sin even without trying to. If there's a leader that acts inappropriately, then he, by, by modeling, people are going to follow him. Especially if he tells Lashon Hara. People say, oh, Lashon Hara. When people are mashpia on others, Hashem has to give them saras in the full sense of the word so that they stay away and nobody learns from them. But what if somebody's just a private individual? He has a problem, but it's not negatively affecting others. Says Rav Moshe, then sometimes maybe he'll get the spot to give him the message. But we won't have to send him out of the machana because he's not yet a danger to society. Not always... Do we have the full-blown Hilchus Saras? Just because we're not punished for it doesn't mean that what we're doing is right. Sometimes there are those that have the attitude of, well, where does it say that it's Usr? Where does it say that it's Usr? Show me the Sivkat and Shulchan Arach. And sometimes there's the spirit of the law. Sometimes there are things that are not in the ruach of being an Eved Hashem. So this person has to get the message of, it's Tameh. You need to fix your behavior. There's something wrong here. That's why the Pashup shot of the Pasuk, as Rashi explains it, is that it's Tameh, even though Torah Shabal Peh, we know, we're not going to call him a Mitzorah and give him the halachas of a Mitzorah. In that way, he will be Tahar. Good. Revoshim. Okay, one more, oh, two more thoughts. Two more thoughts related to the Parsha, and then we'll try to squeeze in um, Shabbos Rosh Chodesh and, and Parsha Zachodesh. A thought that we've quoted in the past, but just to give it, to give it again, because this, this is a thought that we could talk about every single year, every single week of our lives. Um, and it relates to so much. We know the Pasuk says, Nekat Saras, Adam, Kohen. The spot of Saras, you have to go to the Kohen. Go to the Kohen to decide. The Mishnah says in Negaim, there's no Gemara in Nagaim. The Mishnah says in Nagaim, call Nagaim Adam Roeh, chutzmi digayatzmo. Even if I'm a Kohen, I'm not allowed to see my own Sarah spots. I'm not allowed to judge them. Why? Because it has, you can't be objective. Right? A person doesn't want to become Tameh. So a person can't be objective. The Torah tells us. And the Torah Shabbat Pet tells us, call Adam Roeh, chutzmi digayatzmo. But as many discuss, right, that is a Musar Haskel. We could see faults on everyone, but not ourselves. The same exact fault that we have, that we're doing. You know, we could see how other people daven, but what about how we daven? Right? We could see how, when we come to shul. We could see how much time we spend on our phones when we should be doing other things. But when we see other people, wow, they spend a lot of time on their phone. Even our children, and we think about ourselves. Ain't adam roa nige atzmo. A person does not see their own, 
their own uh, negayim. Right, a person is not allowed to not allowed to see their own negayim. And we know the greats. We quote here the Darky Musar of Naiman quotes that Rabbi Shmuel Salanter, the Vilna Gon, they all hired out mochichim to try to say, please tell me where I need to improve, because that's what I need. Right, the Gerard, towards the end of his life, when he was ill, they say he called the Dubna Magid. Dubna Magid says, when he called a doctor, he says, no, I need you more than I need a doctor. So I need you. Help me shuva. Help me do shuva. Tell me about the nine minutes that I, that I didn't learn this year, that I didn't use appropriately this year. I don't know what the Gerard could, could say to the Dubna Magid, but the Gerard knew, even the Gerard knew, in Adam Roa Right, we need others. We need others to give us insight. Others give us that. He even quotes from the Pasuk, a necha, line 10. A necha lenochach yabitu. Your eyes are always on others. Va'afapecha yeshiru lenagdecha. You know, turn your eyelashes down in front of you. Right? We have to focus on ourselves. We have to focus, and that's very hard. Because we're always looking at others. It's hard to focus on ourselves. It's hard. So you know what? Maybe we're not like the grove. We're not hiring somebody out. But how about, how about looking at our spouse? How about taking positive criticism from those that are close to us and accepting and using it to improve, knowing that it's coming from a, from a root of love and a root of respect and honor. So there are those from a Rebbe, from a parent, even from a child sometimes. Right? We have to make sure, we have to make sure that we're always open because ain't Adam Roa nige atzmo. We can't see it ourselves. And therefore, we need to have others, we need to have others, uh, explain it, explain it to us. Okay. Nigei begadim. Nigei tzaraz is already hard to understand. It's a spot that comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a spiritual illness. But as we continue in the parasha, we get even more and more, you know, not, you know, not natural, unnatural. Nigei begadim. Perakud gimel pasak memzayin. Vahabeged kiyebo negat tzaraz. The vegetsemer or veget pishtim. Right? Your beged. If it has a negatsaras. Right? This is nigay begadim. And as we know, later on, we even have, in the next parsha, we have nigay batim. Nigay batim are later on. In next week's parsha, kisavo eleris kanan. The ramban is mayor, second ramban of the evening. The ramban is mayor that to start off nigay batim, it says kisavo elharis. But here, by Nigei Begadim, it does not say that. Says the Ramban, but it's the same halacha. Says the Ramban, source 10. First we quote the Ramban. Ze'einu b'teva klal v'lo b'hove ba'olam. V'chei nega ba'batim. Nigei Begadim, Nigei Begadim, Nigei Batim are not in the world of Teva. Aval b'yos Yisrael shleimim l'ashem, yeruach Hashem aleim tamid. But when we are perfect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when we're all spiritually connected, and like we learned earlier, we're all focusing on our Neshama. There's a direct line. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us a message through our house, through our clothing. Says the Ramban. And this is the Ramban Lashitaso in five different places in his commentary on Chumash. And the Ramban Lashitaso in his commentary at the beginning of Sechas Gitin. He says this all over. Batim is only in Eretz Yisrael. Because that's where there's direct Hashkacha. Saras is a reflection of direct Hashkacha. Shenamar, just like it says by Batim, so too applies to Begadim. And the Rabban points out, this has nothing to do with Kedushas Mitzvah Satulias Baaretz. Trumas and Maisras. This has nothing to do with it. But, Mipnei, there's another category of Mitzvos. Mitzvos that have to do with what the Ramban calls in the Gitin, Chibu Haaretz, what others call Shame Eretz Yisrael, there are certain halachos that are dependent on the fact that only in Eretz Yisrael is there direct hashgacha to Am Yisrael. Only there. And that's why many halachos that have to do with, Yis- with Eretz Yisrael being the headquarters of Am Yisrael, that is why certain halachos are limited. Like Parhelam Davish al Tzibor, Harius Daf Gimel. Most of the Jewish people are determined by Rov Tzibor in Eretz Yisrael. Make a gebracha on 600,000 Jews. The Rambam says, only in Eretz Yisrael. Smicha, 
only in Eretz Yisrael. Because these are, are of national import. Mitzorah, Tzaras, is a reflection of that. They have quoted in the past the fascinating idea of the Beis Yaakov, the, the Rebbe of the son of the Meshiloach, of Ishbitz. He says, why is it in the first bracha of Benching, we say, we, we refer to Hashem in third person. While in the second bracha of Benching, no delecha, it's straight to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Al shin Says the Beis Yaakov, because the first bracha was written by Moshe Rabbeinu, and he never came into Eretz Yisrael. And the greatest, yes, he reached the greatest of heights and the greatest Navi. And he, but he didn't have a specific aspect of the direct connection that somebody who goes into Eretz Yisrael has. Yeshua ben Nun wrote the second bracha of Benching and he can speak to Hashem no delacha about Eretz Yisrael. And that's the Ramban, the Ramban himself, who traveled, he left being the Rosh Hagola and he went to Eretz Yisrael and he came to Yerushalayim where there wasn't even a minion of Jews when he came. But the Ramban felt he needed to be in the Eretan of Cheres, the land with the direct Ashkacha. And that's what the Ramban emphasizes here. And the Birchaz Yitzchak, Rabbi Ganak, here quotes from Rav Salvechik. The Rav Salvechik connected this Ramban to all of the other halachas of Eretz Yisrael that are not dependent on Kedushas Chovas Karka. And that's why Rav Salvechik even pointed out that some of the halachas will go by Ole Mitzrayim and not Ole Bavel. We'll go by the borders of the first going in, even though we were exiled and the Kedusha was lost. Because this has, doesn't have to do with Kedusha. Or this doesn't have to do with Kedusha's Haaretz physically. It has to do with something much deeper. The bond that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with, Eretz, with uh, Am Yisrael. So we spoke about two covenants, two mitzvahs that are covenantal tonight, so far. Bris Milah is covenantal and Eretz Yisrael is covenantal. Let's move on. Let's try to squeeze in what we can. This Shabbos, as we know, is Shabbos Rosh Chodesh and Parshas HaChodesh as well. So let's start with Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. So there is a Haftorah that we are not going to read this Shabbos. Shabbos Rosh Chodesh Haftorah, we're not going to read because Parshas HaChodesh wins. The Haftorah always goes by the Maftir, and Parshas HaChodesh is the Maftir. But in the Shabbos Rosh Chodesh Haftorah, there's a Pasuk that refers to Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. There's a Pasuk, the last parak in Sefer Yeshayahu, Samach Vav. The Pesach says, beginning of source 12, That's why I read that of Torah. Rosh Chodesh and Shabbos, Yavach Abbasu L'shtachvos L'fanai Amar Hashem. Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh are both mentioned here. The question that Sam Sofer deals with, and again, we don't have time to go through the whole thing, is, and here in the Lekach Valibuv, is why Shabbos is mentioned second to Rosh Chodesh. Why is Rosh Chodesh mentioned first in the Pesach? Okay, we don't have time to go through that part of it. Feel free to do that. But we're going to go through the end of this piece in Halakha Falibuv, where he discusses what happens when there's Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh together, which we have. Again, there's a lot of lumdus, but he quotes from the Shemi Shmuel on the right side of 13. Shabbos is Keneged Kedushas Ha'avos. The three Sudas of Shabbos, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Rosh Chodesh is David HaMelech. Why? We say at Kiddush Lavana, David HaMelech Yisrael Chayvakayim, but the key of David is kingdoms wax and wane. Like Am Yisrael, waxes and wanes, we're compared to the moon. We're not like the other nations who are like compared to the sun. Umelech Libo Lev Kala'am, and David HaMelech really represents all the nation. The king represents the whole nation. Shabbos then, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov connect us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through our Avos, says the Shemi Shmuel. Rosh Chodesh connects us to each other because it's the Yantif, so to speak, of David HaMelech. When we have Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, it's an all-encompassing, intense, powerful day where there's Ben Adam HaMakom and Ben Adam HaChavero. It's the Avos, it's David HaMelech. And that's ultimate Shlemus. And we might add, when it's Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, Nisan, which has the power of his Chadshus, that there's, there's, there's not, no, something like, nothing like it, right? Three Sifrei Torah, the past three weeks, we've had this Chus. First we had one Sifrei Torah two weeks ago. Last Shabbos we had two Sifrei Torah. This week we have three Sifrei Torah. Right? We're going up in Kedusha. We're going up in Kedusha. As we get into Chodesh, Nisan. But that's what we have to think about when we have Shabbos, in Rosh Chodesh, he says towards the bottom, Ubeisha Kedushas Rosh Chodesh B'Shlemus, Oz Kedushas Knesset Yisrael Mekudeshes Yosemikol, Rakeis Chaser B'Kedushas Rosh Chodesh. Each day has a chisaron, but when they're together, it all becomes one. And we know there are many rayas that Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh is not just Shabbos Kama Rosh Chodesh, but it's Shabbos 
hyphenated Rosh Chodesh. It's Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. There are many sources. Again, could be an issue. But again, just just uh, to quote one, if you remember, we quoted the Torah quotes of Machlokas Rishonim. If somebody forgets Yalaviyavo on Shabbos in benching, on Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, there's one repeat benching. There's one repeat benching. Quotes of Machlokas. So Pasha's, what would we have said? No. Because you never have to repeat benching for forgetting Yalaviyavo on Rosh Chodesh. Shabbos you do. But not why? Because you had a Chiyav Suda. But there's a Deya, I think the Torah quotes his brother, Bichil maybe, that says, no, you have to repeat. You have to repeat. Why? Because this is, it's Shabbos. Not just Rosh Chodesh. This Rosh Chodesh meal is a Shabbos meal too. What's the Kodesh of Machlokes? Is it Shabbos Kama Rosh Chodesh? Is it Shabbos Rosh Chodesh as a new Bria? So if it's a new Bria, each one is Mashlam the other one, and we have a unique, special, intense, intense day. And related to that, we get into Parshas HaChodesh, and we go to the father of the Lechach Valibu, we go to the Argadalia. In source 14, continuing this idea that we are compared to the moon. We are compared to the moon, and that's why Rosh Chodesh is special, but we have Parshas HaChodesh. Parshas HaChodesh, what's the message? So he basically quotes a Maharal. I gave you the Maharal on the next source too, but it's a Maharal based on the Gemara in Subis Samachvav, where the Gemara tells the story of Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai, he was going out of Yishalayim, there was a terrible famine, there was a little girl that was being malaketa saorim, that was, that was collecting barley from the, in the, between the dung of the animals. Yochanan Zakai says, who are you? And she says, I'm the daughter of Kalba Savua, daughter of one of the, one of the richest people. And what's Rabbi Yochanan Zakai's reaction? Ashrechem Yisrael. Bizman sha'atem osim shalmakom. When you follow the Ratzon Hashem, nobody's above you. And when you don't follow the Ratzon Hashem, nobody's below you. That's the Gemara. And the Maharal asks, we can read it from the Maharal, but again, the, uh, the um, Argadaya ex- expands upon it. Why does it start off with the word Ashrei? Ashreichem Yisrael. You say that to the girl, Ashreichem Yisrael. What kind of, why is it so positive? Why is it so good? Ashreichem Yisrael. It's not good. Maral Nesach Yisrael, line sixteen. V'yesh lo tamua, my lashon ashrei to ka'amar, ashreichem Yisrael, shemasrom biat uma shvela. It's so good that we're that we're you know subjugated. V'lood el biat behemton shol mashvela v'chi bezesh shayach lashon ashrei. Says the Nesach Yisrael. Says the Maharal. Ki bevadai bazei yesh lerosu lisboni malas Yisrael hal yona. Yes, there's an ashrei here. Because B'nai Yisrael have a pendulum. They're either on top or on the bottom. It's because we have such koach within us, says the Maharal, that we could be on top so that when we're not on top, we're at the other extreme. That's the Ashrecha Yisrael. It's kind of like, he doesn't quote it, but maybe it's like Rabbi Akiva. When he sees even the Shual that goes across Harabayas, he sees how low he realizes how high how high our potential is. That's what the Maharal says in his, in his commentary here. And then in the, even in the continuation on the end, this, the Argadai does not quote, but in that same parak, we've quoted this in the past, the beautiful idea. He says, B'nai Yisrael are compared to birds, an oaf, a bird. If we think about a bird, says the Maharal, a bird is different than all other animals. A bird flies into the heavens. That's pretty amazing. Right? No other animal could go off the grounds. Jump a little bit. But flying to the heavens, that's unbelievable. The bird is like semi-spiritual. And yet, says the Maharal, what happens if a bird breaks one of its wings and it's on the ground? It's going to die soon. What do you mean? Why can't it just walk around? So it'll be, it won't fly. Because it has the potential of flying, if it can't fly, it just goes to the other extreme. And Am Yisrael are compared to a bird. Ashrechem Yisrael. And we're compared to the moon. Because we're not like the sun that's basically constant for as long as we exist and then that's it. We're like the moon. We go up and down and wax and wane. That's Jewish history. That's David HaMelech. That's Rosh Chodesh. That's what we're about. And that's what he says at the end of the paragraph on page 8. Because we have such a high spiritual element. We are ra'ui for heights. But if we sin and we start going down, so then we're all the way down. We're like the bird with the broken wing. 
Animals, other animals can't go down. They're already down. A bird could go down. A bird that can't fly is considered going down. And our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is what keeps us up. What keeps us up, right? The famous comment of Rabunim Parshishcha, he quotes back now in Source 15, the greatest curse of all was given to the Nachash. Ah, he always has what he needs? Yeah, that's the greatest curse of all. No connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Afar tochau, kol That is the worst. That's the greatest yerida. And on Parshas HaChodesh, we celebrate, number one, the moon Rosh Chodesh in general, but the beginning of it all, the first month. The first day of the first month. Right? That's that's what we celebrate. The uh, the, um, the Shlach HaKadosh, I think it was, once said on the Pasuk, HaChodesh uh, HaZelachem, Rishon HuLachem, Right, the Pasuk in uh, beginning of Perak Yudbeis in Parsha's bow, the Pasuk says, This month for you, Rosh Chodashim. I think it was the Shlach Kadosh that said, This entire month is like a Rosh Chodesh. The power of Rosh Chodesh is in this entire month. Because it's the first, it's the Rosh Chodesh of the whole year. This whole month. And therefore we have to use this power of Hizchadshus. This power of connecting to Rosh Baruch Hu, Because we know we have this potential of going up and down and up and down, which Rosh Chodesh is all about. But that's what the year, right? We, there's nothing greater, Rosh, no greater Rosh Chodesh than, than the Rosh Chodesh of Nisan. Obviously we can talk about Rosh Hashanah another time. But this is what we have. We have to use the power that we have. Remember that our neshama comes first. Remember that there's always a chance for rebirth. Isha ki sazria. The yol de zachar. There's always a chance for rebirth. We have to just look at every situation in our life as a chance for recharging and rebooting our life. And we should all be zochet to an amazing, amazing uh, yantif. And again, by the Shem, next week there won't be a parsha, uh, parsha shir. Next, I'm not sure when the Haggadah shir will be. Uh, it'll be up. Uh, the latest it'll be, by the Shem, I think will be the Monday, a week from Monday. I'm not sure if it'll be sometime next week or that Monday, uh, but that'll be the latest time it'll be. It'll be announced and it'll be put online. And by the Shem, we should be zochet to uh, to a chakash of a sameach and a month of geula, brisa nigal, brisa and legal. And again, the next parsha shir will be kedoshim. Right, because Achremos is uh, connected to Pesach, and again, uh, the Bnei Chutzlaretz will uh, will get the parsha a week ahead. Though Achremos will be will be skipped. Okay, we will stop here.